Hey everyone, welcome to season four, episode 16 of Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother Coach Tony's here. Today we're going to be talking about weight room etiquette. Tony. <laughs> This is where, this is that whole Costanza thing again, the serenity now. Uh, Joe, when when we talk about this, uh, last week at the end of our episode with uh, Rachel and Kurt Tucker, uh, we were talking about success. Anybody who did not listen to that show or watch it on video, you missed out on a great show. But again, Joe, what do we talk about with the perks? You can go back now. It's just one episode before this one and listen or watch that watch that video where we did the interview with the Tuckers and learn a lot about how they handle success. That is that, I mean, that was one of, uh, I always say it's one of my favorite interviews, no matter who we interview, but that was definitely a fantastic interview for sure. Uh, that being said, we actually talked to them at the end of the show and we let them, because those of you who watch the show or listen to that show, they talked at the end about weight room etiquette. They own two gyms and, um, they got to give their spill, and they actually mentioned two of the things we're going to talk about today that drive me absolutely nuts when it comes to weight room etiquette. But Joe, here's the thing: I was thinking about this uh, when we were, you know, writing the outline of the show, and I and I told you this was going to be a show. You are somebody who basically, I think, the entire your entire workout career, you have found a way to do this whole thing at home. I don't know that you ever really did it at a gym before. Did you ever? You were never a member of a gym, were you? There was a brief moment. Uh, if you remember, we had uh, Mike, uh, the one kid I used to work with. He had a small gym. And for a little bit there, you were training there, uh, some of your athletes, as far as weightlifting. Yes. And that I was one of those people. That gym was only open for a short time. But after that, I just I went to the home gym and, and kind of stayed there. I see, and I don't know why I don't remember. Were you working out when I was in there, or you were doing? That was, if I'm not mistaken, that was where you could bring your own card and right. work out whenever you wanted to. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, we were always in there in the morning. You were probably working. Maybe that's why I don't remember that. But that didn't last long, and that's a shame. You had a lot of great equipment in that gym. I wish I could have got my hands on some of that stuff. Speaking of equipment, we're going to talk about that today. But I have, I've done both. I've worked out at home. And I've been a member of a gym, whether it was uh, the local YMCA, whether it was a mom and pop shop, so to speak, you know, somebody running their own small gym, or whether it was something like an Anytime Fitness, um, a Planet Fitness, uh, you know, and, and gyms around the area that were easy to access. And those 24-hour gyms are always uh, convenient for people when it comes to working schedules. But they're a pain in the butt when it comes to, you know, maintaining and then you have to work with the, you know, you definitely have to have cameras set up and you have to have, you have to know who's in there. You know, people go in there at two o'clock in the morning and work out. Uh, but when it comes to, to etiquette, weight room etiquette, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of this. And, and the reason why is because you have to have some type of manners when it comes to how you handle your workouts and respect those around you, whether they are experienced lifters or, you know, in a lot of ways, people who have never been to the gym and it's their first time. I always look at it as if you're a longtime member of a gym and new people are coming in, you're almost, it's almost like when you're inviting somebody into your home for the first time. You're trying to set an example, right? You're trying to set a first impression. And some people don't understand that. They don't get that. 
And that always drives me nuts. And so when you're talking about this, you talk about manners in a weight room. I try to explain this to people where I say, think about manners at home. Think about your responsibilities at home. What's what's one thing, everybody, adults and kids alike, adults out there that are listening to this show. When you talk about manners, you're talking about picking up after yourself. Putting your clothes away. All right, I'm talking about at home right now. Folding your clothes out of the dryer. You have responsibilities. Dusting off the dresser. Vacuuming the carpet in the living room. As if my if my 13-year-old soon to be is listening right now, he's cringing because this is I am constantly on them when it comes to chores. Washing your dishes when you're done with them. You just don't leave the dishes piled up in the sink sky high. Clean your dishes, put them away. Are you, do you agree with me or do you disagree with me when it comes to your responsibilities? Just simple, simple rules of the home to make others in the home, to, to make it more convenient for them as well, right? Everybody working together. I look at the same way when it comes to a gym. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, it's called basic courtesy. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you make a mess, you clean it up. Uh, you move something, you put it back. It's uh, the way it's supposed to work. Um but that doesn't seem to always hold true in our gyms. That's for sure. I mean, not the, from the complaints that I've heard. Obviously, this isn't something that I've dealt with personally. But yeah. from the complaints I've heard, this is a a big, a big problem for a lot of people. It's a huge problem, and and we're gonna we're gonna list several of the problems today. And I might not even hit on all of them uh, because there is a our favorite word a plethora of problems uh, in our gym. Um, Rachel Tucker. Uh, put it best when we're going to talk about this first one last week when she was on the show. When I talked about, <laughs> excuse me, folks, when I talked about putting your weights back, she equated it to these are the same people who will not even put their shopping carts back, which was the exact example I was going to use. Rachel, you stole my example. But um, it's very true. It's very true. These are the same people. Here And here's my biggest problem with this, okay? If you're using a 35-pound plate, now, some people might not think that that is a big deal, okay? All 35 pounds. You pick that plate up, you bring it across the gym to put it on a bar. And normally, if you're doing that, you're bringing two plates, right? So you're putting a 35 on each side of a 45-pound bar, and you're doing your bench pressing. Now, some of you, uh, quote-unquote, meatheads out there, uh, power lifters who are like, well, I don't even warm up with that. I warm up with 225. It's this, this show. We're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that when you have new people that come into the gym, people who have never worked out before, beginners, they're trying to, you know, people who do not have that strength. Folks, I want you to pick up a 35-pound plate with one hand. It's not light. It's not light. As a matter of fact, this happened to me before. I had a lady who was working out at the YMCA. I wasn't training her, but there was a 35-pound plate laying on the ground. And she went over to grab it to put it away. And I said to her, I said, ma'am, I said, I'll, I'll get it, right? And she put her hand to me like, I'm good. Joe, she picked this 35-pound plate up off the ground with one hand and held it out in front of her like this. And just hung it back on the weight tree. Now, 
Folks, I want everybody to, well, you know what? I don't want you to try this at home. But picking up a 35-pound plate and picking it up in front of you here and just hanging and with zero effort on her face, I stood corrected, right? But for the most part, you have to take into consideration the fact that a lot of people do not have that same type of strength. And when you start using all the weight and you're moving it all over the gym and not putting it back on the weight tree where it's supposed to go or the dumbbell rack where it's supposed to go, gentlemen, don't leave your 100-pound dumbbells laying in the middle of the gym. I mean, come on now. I've seen this happen. I've seen people leave 65, 70-pound dumbbells in the middle of the gym. And you have people that will walk in and I see people take their foot and they start rolling them. You know, kicking them and rolling them back to where they're supposed to go. And they leave them close to the rack. But these people can't pick up 100-pound dumbbells and put them back on the rack. Nor should they. Nor should they. Because they may not even understand the proper way of picking up weight like that and setting it back on the rack. And so putting your weight back is huge. I think it's even huge at home. I, I Tell me this. Do you guys have a setup where you have your weights in certain spots. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Especially with most of the stuff that I do is all dumbbell routine. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I have the select tech, the Bowflex select tech mm -hmm. uh, dumbbells, and there's an actual stand that goes with those. So we, we have those that just sit on the stand, but we have some singles as well. If you got to do drop sets, what have you. And, uh, uh, you know, they have to have their own place, especially if you're doing just that. I mean, if you're working to failure and say you're working with 25s and you're doing regular curls, single curls, and you want to immediately drop down, you're not going to sit there select hacking. You got to have your stuff in the proper order so that you can just grab the next weight down whether it be, you know, 20s or whatever, so that you can drop set and still get the rest out of, of your reps out. So it's, it's very important to have uh, your stuff in a row, your ducks in a row, whatever. <laughs> now, do you, now, do you and Cindy do, I, I, yesterday, folks, we were at a birthday party yesterday, and um, I heard you guys exchanging something about the workout. You were talking about this, uh, can't talk today, this specific workout that you were doing. Is Cindy doing the same workout you're doing? Um, yes and no. Uh, she's done it. She's going to do it again. Uh, she completed it. It's an eight week program. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she's doing something else for now and the time will come. She'll get back to it again, but, uh, uh, she has done it and I'm, I have two more weeks before I complete. So, so this goes, and, and the reason why I'm asking is because, so when you're using the same equipment, it's only right that you put the equipment back in the situation that Cindy is going to be able to. So this works at home as well when you have more than one person in your home doing workouts. She doesn't want to have to go and grab uh, the dumbbells from across the room or uh, have to reset the Bowflex to a certain way. She's expecting it to be in that position for her when she begins her workout. And, and so the etiquette part of it, it's not just when you are a member of another gym. It's when you're at home working out and you have multiple people within the household that are working out as well. And, and so people, we have to understand that, please, when you use something, put it back. I don't understand what is so hard about that. And you know what? Make it a workout if you have to. So when I'm done with dumbbells that I carried across the gym, I do farmer carries and carry it over to the, that's how I look at it. Slow, methodical pace all the way back to the dumbbell rack and set the dumbbells back where they belong. 
I, I think that's something that Rachel even alluded to last week. She said, burn a few extra calories, you know, put your weight I, back. <laughs> you know what? I think she said that, I think she said that they have signs that say stuff like that on their mirrors. Um, they, again, folks, um, Rachel Kurt Tucker, they were on the show last week. They have two anytime fitnesses that they actually run. Um, and they're, they're deep into that business, uh, the gym business and so many other aspects. Listen to that show. Um, wiping equipment down. This became more prevalent, obviously, uh, and I'm dating the show. Our sister always gets mad at us when we do this. She don't get mad. She just told us, don't do it. Um, and we we defy her. Um, we're talking about the COVID years right now. If you're listening to the show in 2030, this is 2022. Uh, and, and so you do see people a lot more um, anxious to wipe the equipment down, even even if it's not after they used it, even if it's before they've used it, in case somebody before them didn't. Folks, this should have been going on a long time ago. Nobody wants your sweat on them. I don't care if it's COVID or not, right? I don't care what kind of germ it is, or I don't care if they get nothing from your bodily fluids all over their weights, okay? It's still the proper thing to do. And I still see people that are doing dumbbell bench presses. They get up off the bench, their sweat is all over there and they walk right out, right out of the gym. Great, great way to end up with a staff or um, reworm. And it's just, it's just disgusting period. Right. Even if you're not going to catch anything from it. Yeah. It's other than just being obviously nasty. Sure. Yeah. Every gym. Well, it's from what I see, every gym has spray bottles, Every gym has paper towels. Every gym has, you know, hand sanitizers, uh, towels that are they wash and they fold and they leave for patrons to use. And then a place where you could throw your towel in for them to wash again. Uh, your dirty towels at the end of your workout. Wipe your stuff down. I mean, I don't understand what is so hard about that. Do you, do you think at home, I mean, sometimes at home we may not do it as as often because we just simply think well it's just my sweat you know but i even think at home every now and then you need to sanitize your equipment you don't want to lay even in your own sweat i would think i don't know uh, I, I still sanitize even if it's me uh, if it's only me that's using say the bench even for a full week you know again you you open yourself up to all sorts of different skin rashes and all that and then there's just again and then the stench you know sweat after a while when it dries and you I just can't. I, I can't fathom the idea that someone would not clean up. I, it's just one more reason why I work out in my own basement. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I right now I have two spots where I work out. I work out at home, which I include as my apartment in Lansing, and my home, which where I'm at right now. Um, I have enough um, tools in the toolbox to work out at both places. And the one gym that if you go to my, you know, if you go to our TikTok, um, you'll see sometimes I put up videos where I'm training in a gym. That's Lansing Delta. That's General Motors Lansing Delta. They have a fantastic gym um, for sure. Anyone who's ever seen the videos, it's a really nice gym. So I have all the tools in front of me. I've been to, you know, the Planet Fitnesses and, and you know, the YMCA's and the, like I said, the mama pop gyms. And I don't need to be there right now. And honestly, my plan is to have my own home gym when I'm back here for good, uh, set up in the garage and ready to go. And it's not, sometimes the gym environment, I I do understand why some people say I need to be in the gym. 
it, it, it it's a different mood. You know, it's a different. But I've been able to adjust either way. And you, you don't even know what that mood is. You, you've been able to find that intense level that you need, that intensity, that level of intensity right there in your downstairs or your living room. Yeah, one of my biggest uh, uh, problems that I have with going to an actual gym, there's travel time involved. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I understand the importance of working out. I always tell people it's important to to do some sort of physical activity. It's important. Um, I want to do that for the least amount of time possible in a day. And when I tackle on 25 minutes to, to 40 minutes, depending on where I'm going, onto the workout, which is already another 45 minutes, that's just too much time uh, involved in in that realm. Um, I, I'd rather just take the two seconds to go downstairs, get my workout in quick shower and, uh, uh, be done with it for the day. You know, there's, there's that sense of accomplishment much sooner than I still have to go home and, you know, do whatever else needs to be done. Preference. Yeah. Preference. Yes, yeah. And, and, and with good reason. I mean, that's not, it's not a bad reason. Um, especially for people who work from home. Um, now you're at the office as soon as you get out of the shower. You're not traveling anywhere, uh, unless obviously your business. Sometimes you do have to travel, you know, somewhere. But uh, if we move on to the third one, sharing is caring. Um, for our avid lifters, for not for our beginners, for our experienced workout people out there, I can't stand the monopolizing in the gyms of a certain piece of equipment. Um, you have people, Joe, that will get a flat bench and there might be three flat benches and all three are taken. And it's a very popular spot to work out. Planet fitness is, is a good example because I've been a member there before. So they have three flat benches and you have about 25 people that are in that area of the dumbbells and the flat benches. And in those flat bench areas, you have three people that are on the bench, two of them, Maybe they're doing their workout and they're getting through it. Nobody's saying anything to them. The third person, after every set, sits up. Wants to wants to get that selfie in. Wants to, yeah, wants to text somebody, working out. Uh, let me know the numbers that you're coming up with, with the figures at the office. Hey, hey, buddy, get in, get out. I mean, or get in. You have your towel and your spray, wipe the bench down, next person in. Keep moving, get ready to get in on your next set. Your resting time is their working time. Figure out a way. Now, if you're somebody who's an experienced lifter and you see somebody is on that bench, as an experienced lifter, what do you think I do? If if, if that corner or if that machine is taken and it looks like it's monopolized by two or three people, Joe, what do I do as an experienced lifter? They're over there doing pull downs. I want to do pull downs today. They're doing more and more pull downs. There's three people. They're working in and out. I'm never going to get over there. What do you think I might do as an experienced lifter if I can't do pull downs? What should I do? What, well, I'm going to say pro- probably like an alternative exercise that's going to work the same muscles. I'm going to slide right over to the pull up machine. I'm going to go with pull ups. I'm going to go with chin ups. If there's a special kind of bar, which which they have at the Lansing Delta Gym, I'll go with close grip pull-ups and I'll keep interchanging it and working my lats that way. It, you have to be able to interchange your workout and say, you're using that, you're using that. I'm going to do this exercise. It's going to work for me. Now, if you're a beginner, that's not going to work that way, 
right? That's where a trainer comes into play because a trainer can help guide you through that. It's not just where to work out, but how to work out and what exercises you can utilize when other exercises are not available to you. Whether a machine is being monopolized at the gym or you're doing it at home and you don't have enough money right now for that particular piece of equipment. So, you know, but again, sharing is caring and you have to, folks, you have to be able to to have some type of, you, you know, uh, where's where's your where's your character at here? Where where are you at in terms of helping others? Help others by making sure that you make the equipment you're on available to them as well. Sure, head, go ahead, work in with me. Heck yeah, buddy. Or I got one more set. It's all yours. Help them, you know, wipe it down, get them ready, move on to your next. It's it's called weight room etiquette. It's 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 101. It's the first thing you should learn when you learn about the gym. That's just my opinion. And and it really comes up, it really runs right into uh before we hear from our sponsor, our first sponsor today, uh, or actually our second sponsor. Um, it runs right into this uh concept of getting down to business, right? And I just I just pointed out the phone, and we're going to keep bringing the phone up as we go. But getting down to business, this is in between sets. This is not the time to check out your YouTube videos. This is not the time to listen to Two Brothers, One mic by watching it on video. I say you put it in your headphones, right? Listen to us. Find a workout show and listen to it while you're working out, while you're doing your workout. But But if you're going to sit there and watch us on video that day, save it for after the gym. Everybody, and if for no other reason, I don't care if you're the only person in the gym, you are wasting time and you're losing focus. So get to business. Joe, you were just saying, I mean, uh, how long does it take you to get a workout in? I mean, anywhere from, uh, if you're, it depends on your intensity level, but anywhere from 25 minutes to 45 minutes. Right, right. But have you ever gone? I, I'm not telling you, you. Obviously, you don't. You don't frequent the gym, Jim. I've gone into gyms. I went to the YMCA for a while. Was a member there. The YMCA located where we're from in Ohio, Northeast Ohio, and I'll never forget the times when I would go into the weight room, and I would put my stuff in a locker, and I would see a couple guys working out. I would leave the weight room. I'd go to the track, the indoor track, and I would do some type of warm-up, you know, running laps, and I might hit the punching bag, do some jump rope, come back into the gym. They're still there. I do my workout, get done with my workout, go to the pool, swim some laps, be done, hour, 10 minutes tops, hour, 15 minutes tops, shower, dressed, leaving, they're still in there. And I, I don't, they were there before I got there. They're there after I leave. And all I could think in my head is, sir, what is your job? Like, I, I, I do no job. I mean, no, nothing going on. It's just amazing. And it's because that guy is talking to everybody in the gym. I was just going to say too much conversation, not enough work. And that, and it just get in there and make it your business to get after what you're after. Uh, if it's a social par- a party, a social hour, then have some have some common decency and get out of people's way. Don't put your towel. What is this? What is this thing 
about when I put my towel on the bench. I own that bench now, and I'm going to walk around. You have people that will set their phone, their towel, and their water bottle on a piece of equipment. They'll go walking around. And I don't know, what is your name on there? Did you purchase that piece of equipment? That is a no-no. When you go over to that, a piece, that, that, that particular piece of equipment, ladies and gentlemen, you do what you have to do, and you, when you're done, get your stuff, and you move on. You don't leave your stuff sitting there, and uh, I've seen it before, where people will stand around looking around like, Who's, whose stuff is this? And 10 minutes later, the lady comes back, and she's like, oh, sorry, I only have one more set to do. You've been gone for 10 minutes. It, it, it's, uh, folks, I'm not being dramatic. It's, it truly, truly, truly pisses me off. I'm telling you right now, don't come in there without a business plan. Without a purpose. Do what you have to do and get out of there. Right now, what we got to do, Joe, is we got to hear from our sponsor. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps. Perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Apps, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, they even have banana nut bread super cakes. You can rest assured, Kitchen Abs has you covered. And maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors, or prefer something a little more traditional, then the buttermilk-flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top-of-the-line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So I calmed down during the break. Um, Joe, Joe, Joe's like my, my life coach uh, during breaks of shows like this where um, I'm, I'm joking, by the way, folks. I'm not that angry. Uh, I, do get, I do get upset in the gyms, though. But, you know, this one here. Uh, Planet Fitness, <laughs> Joe, Joe, they have what we call a lunk alarm and it, it sits up on, it's a siren that sits up on the wall. And if, I, I don't know if it, it picks up decibel, uh, you know, and noise. And so if you start throwing things around or yelling, the lunk alarm goes off. And I don't know how many lunk alarms you have to have before you're removed from Planet Fitness. Uh, I think it's a little much sometimes because... I'm okay with people making noise when they're working out. If you're if your intensity level is high and you have to breathe out in order to move that weight, that's okay. It's the guys that are yelling at themselves in the mirror. Not during the set, okay? Not during the set. They're they're punching themselves in the face. Get some. Get yeah. some. Get some, you know, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, punch themselves <laughs> in the chest. And they've got the, you know, they got the they, they, they're oiled up. They got the baby oil all over them. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to lay on the same bench this guy was laying on. Uh, you know, they're all tanned. They tan twice a day. Um, and, and, you know, they're excited. They're excited about life. And they, they they just want somebody to say something to them because they got a lot of energy. Uh, and they're on a lot of different things. <laughs> um, we, we don't know exactly everything they're on. Um, uh, every vein in their body is popping out. And they're freaking out. And uh, you guys... Uh, um, I, what's the nicest way to put it? Shut up. I, I mean, seriously, seriously. 
What, what? No one cares, right? It's pure entertainment for a minute. Then after about 20 minutes, it's annoying. Um, I don't run into it too often. But if we can make this our 80s segment here. <laughs> Back in the 80s, there was a gym in Youngstown, Ohio. I watched guys put their heads through walls. Obviously, these were very fine walls. I watched guys punch through walls. And no, it's not my favorite gym that we talk about. So it's not It's not my favorite gym ever, Sensation Fitness and Tanning. No, no. Uh, uh, owner, uh, the late owner, Mr. Eric Rudiak, would have never put up with that. Um, it was before that time. Uh, and there were just people that did things there at that gym. They were absolutely ridiculous. The screaming, the yelling, throwing plates, throwing them. They would take a 10-pound plate off of a bar and like a Frisbee would throw it 15, 20 feet. And I don't know how they didn't hit anybody when they did it. Or they would take the 45s off of a bar after a big lift. You know, they get 405, 10 times and slam the, you know, slam all the weight on the ground. And I was just like, wow. You know, and this is my beginning. When I just started lifting at a gym and nervous, you know what I mean? Trying to figure out what's my role here? What am I trying to do? And do I really want to be like that guy? You know, so so the screaming and the yelling is absolutely ridiculous. No screaming and yelling in the gym, okay? All right, if you're going to grunt when you're pushing or pulling weight towards you or squatting up, that's one thing. If you're going to scream and call yourself names in the mirror while you punch yourself in the face and the chest, don't be an idiot. That's just, I mean, Joe, do you, do you get psyched up like that at home? Do, do you scream at yourself? What, 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 how, what, how much noise do you make when you're at home? Uh, no, I just, I know I just do my workout. I just, uh, um, that's it. Yeah. No, there's no, <laughs> Cindy there's doesn't no... come, Cindy doesn't come running from the upstairs office. Like you would, does Cindy do it? That would be scary, huh? You're upstairs. She's come down in the middle of the set if I was struggling to start slapping me in the face and calling yeah. me names, you know, yeah. trying to. No, no, no. Can of we that. get. No? Oh, I was going to say, no, keep that no, on no. video. Yeah, no. We, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty much we do what we can. Uh, if we're doing a workout where you have to go, then you're doing too much, is how yeah. I feel. Um, like, I, I, again, I, I'm not into the bodybuilding, I'm into yeah. the. Into the um, the benefits of physical fitness. So I'm not trying to get to a point where I have to be so psyched and so pumped that I'm screaming and yelling and throwing stuff. I just, I can't uh, again, all you're doing is reassuring me that having a home gym is just the way to go. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, I, like I said, some people, some people, I get it because some people, the atmosphere, the atmosphere gets them in that workout mentality. It's like they're going to the office and they do, they're, they're, they're good. They are the avid workout people. They, they, they take it very serious. They want in and out. It's not something they want to do all day. And that atmosphere gets them going. They, they're the people that, um, you know, Tom Kitchenabs, one of our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen, um, he talked about this briefly in the interview we did with him, uh, some time ago now. And, uh, you put the headphones on. These are the people like Tom Kitchen apps. My headphones are in. I'm not bothering you. 
don't bother me with meaningless conversation about inflation, about the president, about COVID, about Russia. I am right now about how bad the Green Bay Packers are doing. Don't get me started with that. Um, get, they, they, they are headphones in, laser focus. I need to get in and I have a lot to do today. Okay. And so, and so I can understand that. Um, but at the same time, you have to find that fine line. If you're an expert workout person, uh, not even a professional trainer, if you're somebody who truly knows what they're doing, you started with a professional trainer, you have uh, studied exercise, and you you your journey has worked for you, and somebody can see that, and they're watching you, and they've never done it before, you have to find a way to say to that person if they come up to you, hey, listen, I have to get this workout done. After I'm done, I have 10 minutes. Let's set up a time where you and I can have a conversation. I'll be more than happy to set you in the right direction, but not right now because I've got to get through this and I have only so much time allotted to it today. See what I'm saying? And, and, and be very, you know, be, be stern, but at the same time, be caring and understanding. Be, let them know you truly mean that you want to work with them and help them out. But people also have to understand in weight room etiquette 101, you have to respect those who are in there and have a purpose and laser focus and are trying to get their workout in. You can't just keep bugging them. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, lady. Hey, you know, hey, how's it? Hey, how's it going? Thank God. Finally, we have some sunshine. I agree. Thank God. And that's where it ends. Not, not, how about 1987 when we had all those sunny days? Remember that? And it, it was hot like for the entire month of July and there was that water ban, um, you know, for, for 60 days. We weren't allowed to wash our car. Okay, okay. Hang on here. You're, you're Now we're going into, and now I'm missing out on my reps. So you have to understand as a beginner also, for your people who are avid workout people and they're laser focused, you have to give them that opportunity to get their work if we start asking questions or just bringing up meaningless conversation just to chit chat it cannot be a social hour it can't be a social hour i mean in my own personal opinion oh no i see i completely agree you know one of the things we've talked about in the past pre-workout is expensive you know there's people that that have taken their stuff in the allotted amount of time and they've got to get into their workout and Honestly, I don't know that if you want to try to have a conversation with somebody who's in the middle of a pre-workout high, uh, <laughs> that that could end very badly for you. But Depending on what you're same, taking, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So you know, but I, I mean, I, I, again, it's one of my one of my best advices uh, that I give to people. It's like, listen, if you want to really dedicate yourself, go ahead and take your take your pre-workout. Um, it's now that's it. It's sealed. It's a sealed deal. Uh, it, it, anybody short of the president of the United States that needs my attention doesn't get it. I'm in and that's it. I, I have to, I have to do, you know, I have to get my workout in. Uh, but again, that's something else to consider as well. Yeah. It, it, and you know, some people, and I'm going to bring up a point you made earlier. Some people actually like to work out at gyms that are 15 minutes, 20 minutes away, half hour away because they like to take their pre-workout and then it's kicking in once they're finishing up with their warm up at the gym once they get there. I get it, but I don't get it because you can do that also and do things around the house at home to get ready. But if they're in that routine, that's why I said to you preference, right? And once you get in that 
that routine, that habitual routine, uh, 21 days or more, folks who listen to the show all the time know that what we're talking about here because we've had shows about this when it comes to making that habit. And sometimes it's very hard to break it, but these are good habits we're talking about here. Um, so I understand what you're, where you're coming from when it comes to paying all that money for these pre-workout drinks or, or whatever concoction you have as a pre-workout. And then people are constantly bombarding you with meaningless conversation and you're missing out on that, that peak, uh, that you need to be hitting your, in, your most intense portions of your workout sets and reps. Um, and so that's, that's very important. And, you know, the last thing today before we summarize the show up um, and obviously go to an ad from our, our sponsor first um, is this. And, and we've been talking about this forever now. Folks, if it was up to me, and I know this isn't going to work. If you work out at home, let me give you a bit of advice. Unless you're using your phone as a stopwatch or some type of timing device. Go to Do Not Disturb on your phone, put the stopwatch on, set it, get your workout in, and leave it alone. If you don't use your phone as a stopwatch or don't need it at that point, your ba- your, your basement is your, your gym, your living room is your gym, your garage is your gym, your back patio is your gym, that phone should be in the furthest part of the house away from where you're working out. It is a huge distraction. And if people can't wait 50 minutes to talk to you, I don't know what to tell them. What happened? What about back in the day when you were at the gym and didn't have a cell phone, didn't have a pager, right? The days of the pager when you were getting paged, they're going to, they're going to have to wait until the workout is over. You have a job to do and you're going to get it done. Now, for those of you who are at the gym, if it was my gym, and maybe, maybe maybe I'm a little crazy here, Joe. If it was my gym, you leave your cell phone at the desk. Get it when you leave. If you're going to use your cell phone for selfies and to sit there and occupy your time on the weights and on the benches and on the machines while people are standing there waiting for you and you need to go on Facebook and, and let everybody know that you're being... You know, you're doing your job and leg day and I got to take a picture. If you're in someone's way constantly and people are complaining about it, you're on the list of people that leave their cell phone. I'm sorry. But if you are constantly uh, disobeying weight room rules and you are being complained about by patrons who are trying to work out and it's a constant, we're going to have a conversation and you're going to leave your phone there are you going to become a member somewhere else and as harsh as that may sound it's because we've gotten into this age of where we need to reassure ourselves that we are doing a great thing so we need to let everybody know we're at the gym so that we could do what joe we can go on our phone right and see what sweaty selfies oh yeah everybody likes 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 the workout you're doing sure yeah awesome that, uh Go get it. Go, no, nobody cares. They, they no, need that confidence no, booster. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. They, they, they're, they have forgotten about it the minute they hit that like button. 
I'm telling you right now, there's only one person that needs to care about what you're doing, and that is you. Quit worrying about taking the pictures in the mirror to show everybody while you're in the middle of the workout. Now, if you want to take a picture afterward when you're out of everybody's way and you're not hogging up the machines and the benches, that's fine. Take that picture, okay? But folks, quit needing that self uh, uh, satisfaction, right? Uh, that that people are uh, liking what you're doing, and that these people, Facebook fam, are are liking and loving what you're doing, and that's what's motivating you. That should not be motivating you. Those people are simply clicking a button and moving on with their life. You need to love what you're doing because you love what you're doing. Give yourself a thumbs up. Look in the mirror. Give yourself a thumbs up. Keep going. Don't do that while you're working out. Anytime you go on my TikTok and you see a video, and you see a video, and it's it's basically a marketing video for us, Joe, right? Where I'm, I'm demonstrating dynamic warm-up, which we had a show about. That entire video was done after my workout. I go back and do it again so I can make the video. While I'm working out, my phone is in my bag on the other side of the gym, hanging up on the and coat You rack. know, too, rarely you'll notice uh, uh, there's no one else in there when you're doing that either. So no. it's, not, it's not like you're, you're taking up uh, anyone else's time. But, you know, a quick, a quick little tip or trick for our iPhone users, I don't, I don't know about Android, you can actually set your do not disturb uh, specifically to one hour. You could set it specifically to when I leave this location. So when ah. you leave wherever you're at, it will automatically kick back off. Um, also, you could set it up for a specific app. So I use Beachbody. Anytime I go onto the Beachbody app, my Do Not Disturb will automatically kick on until I'm done with the Beachbody app. Um, probably something I'm going to be doing moving forward because it seems to me that from 1030 till noon, I get more texts and phone calls from everybody that I know and it's right when I'm in the middle of my workout. And I typically just scroll them off. And, it, you know, the bad thing with that is I tend to forget that people have messaged me and called me, uh, you know, but but with the do not disturb on in that. He's way. not lying. He's not lying, folks. <laughs> it, it then goes straight to voicemail or what have you. And I could just kind of move on. So um, hopefully I'll remember to check my voicemails anyways uh but yeah so just a little little tip or trick there for the iphone users again you could actually set your your phone um for whatever app you're using if it's your stopwatch or whatever to put your do not disturb on for that amount of time yeah uh and and to just to just to add a little comedy to what joe just said there'll be times when i'll text them probably sometime in that that time period now that i know that uh i will make sure that i Always you're text you. You're, between typi- you're typically yeah. on your lunch, and uh, yeah, 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 and and then I know that that Joe has uh, Joe Joe being the um, technological technologically advanced individual he is. When somebody's texting Joe, it comes up on his watch, his laptop. I think a big sign comes down uh, in front of him, in front of in the living room. Um, smoke signals are sent from the backyard. Everything is going on. And I'll text him and about an hour will go by and I'll be like, I know, I know you've seen that text. There's no way you didn't see that text. And, um, you know, because I know uh, how he receives the messages. But Joe, 
when he's in the middle of doing something, he's not contacting you until he's done. And so, you know, the 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 good thing about that is the focus. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, maybe he's editing a two brothers one mic video, so I don't want to I want to leave him alone right now. But before we move on and summarize today's show, we talk about next week. Do you want to add to that first of all? Yeah, real quick. Uh, yeah, right, I've, I've always said, you know, anytime I don't respond, it, it it's probably kind of intentional <laughs> because we all know my watch, my iPads, my my MacBook, uh, everything is just dinging away. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I've probably received the notification. <laughs> so that being said, folks, let's hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network, loyal, local, live. Hey everyone, it's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play. So you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So today we talked about weight room etiquette and a few other things uh, as far as when Joe responds to your texts. Um, That being said, uh, weight room etiquette, let's just summarize this up real quick. There's several things when it comes to weight room 101, and etiquette should be the very first class everyone should have to take. Number one, wipe your equipment down. Please clean up your sweat off your dumbbells and your benches. I don't care if you're working out at home or if you're working out at the local gym, the local YMCA. Number two, put your weight back. Put the bar back. Put the dumbbells back. This is not everybody else's job. It is your job. Um, And because of my OCD, when I walk into a gym, it's not only that I put my weight back. If I walk up to a dumbbell rack, Joe, the 10s, the 20s, the 25s, I can't stand when the 25s are where the 50s should be. The 50s are where the 25s should be. Why? Why can't you just put them back in order? Why is it so difficult? Why are the 100s sitting over by the five-pound dumbbells? They should be next to the 95s. And and yes, folks, I have that problem. I suffer from um, it too. So, I, I tell people yeah, I have yeah. CDO, CDO. It's the same thing as OCD. It's just that it's alphabetically in order as it should be. That makes sense. CDO. Why is the O so far away from the D now? I'm wondering. I don't like that. Uh, So that being said, you got to put your weight back. Uh, Another thing, if you are an avid workout person, if you are an experienced workout person, if you're somebody who understands working out and you have so many tools in the toolbox to go from, if something is taken and there is multiple people on that particular piece of equipment, a lot of times beginners who are just kind of trying to get their fill, or maybe you have a bunch of kids who are just being idiots, you know, and just, just you're over there and they're, they're being kids. Okay. 
figure out a different exercise and a different piece of equipment that tackles the same exact goal that you're going after with that piece of equipment that is monopolized at the time. And so understand about sharing as well. Don't sit there on your phone, on the bench with your towel, your water bottle, your phone, and walk away, leaving that stuff there and thinking, I now own that piece of equipment until I'm done. No, you do not own that piece of equipment. That is extremely ignorant on your part. Extremely ignorant. When you walk away from a piece of equipment, that piece of equipment now becomes open to the next gym patron. Don't monopolize equipment. People are trying to get a workout in and they're trying to get out of there twice as fast as you. So there's that. And last but not least, Joe, quit screaming and yelling at yourself and punching yourself in the face in the mirror at the gym. That happens the least amount of time. Um, I don't see that very often. I have witnessed a couple people with the baby oil all over them. That's disgusting. I don't understand that. Nobody wants baby oil all over themselves after they get on the equipment that you were on. Uh, so let's let's keep the baby oil at home. Let's keep the screaming and yelling and punching yourself in the face at home. Um, I, I don't get it. I, I never will get it. I didn't get it when I was 17. And I don't get it now. And I power lifted for seven years and didn't do that. So I may have psyched myself up. And I do remember, you know, I do remember one time uh, going for a pretty heavy lift at a, at a, a competition. I think it was in the squat. And I talked about this guy several of several other shows. One of my lifting partners, Mitch Zupko, smacked me in the face before I went to squat. Got in my face, smacked me in the face, and told me, you know, I don't remember what he said. You know, you got this with a few adjectives, you know, added to it. And was I mad? I was beyond mad. I don't even remember if I got to the lift. I mean, I, I was like, I was more like, what did he smack me for? <laughs> Why did you smack me? Uh, that did not motivate me. That made me want to pick up a plate and throw it at you. I'm uh, thinking so, of Mitch smacking me. I probably would be doing that lift in full on tears. I'd be crying my head off. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Zepko is not a little man. No, he's uh, not a little man. He's a very, he's a very, very big, very strong man. <laughs> he wanted me to get that lift. I know that. He definitely wanted me. And we were in Atlantic City uh, for that meet, I remember. But, um, and that was, that. that's the, only experience I've ever had, I remember being mad. Woo, was I mad after that? So it worked, right? But but uh, that's the only time I ever experienced the whole hitting and screaming. And uh, it's, you know, you know, I don't know. Like cheering at a powerlifting meet? Yes. Yes, we cheered. You know, we cheer each other on. We, you know, scream and yell. You're at a meet. You're at a competition. But, you know, just, you know, working out, you know, we get excited. But. I don't ever remember anybody punching a mirror or putting their head through a wall uh, when they didn't get a lift. So I don't know. What the, Joe, I, I don't know what else we could possibly say about this show. So what's what's going on next week? All right. So next week, next week, folks, I'm reading this right off my phone because, you know, sometimes sometimes I could reword these things and, uh, well – Tony will elaborate when we're done here. But next week, we're going to be talking about what we deem as important or claim to be unimportant due to a lack of opportunity. All right, Tony, go ahead. I'm just, it's definitely, it could be a complicated show that it will become more simple. You know, it'll be, we're going to break it down in its simplest forms. It's even complicated to talk about right now. So let me just give an example. Basically, what the show is going to be about 
is how we are willing to put, uh, let me give an example. We'll spend $300 on an Xbox game. Okay. We'll spend $300 on an Xbox game. But if there's a skilled trades class that can, and, and we're interested and it can help us in gaining a certain certification as an electrician that can help us in our pay level, our pay skill levels, or help us land the job we're looking for, but it's a half an hour away, we'll use that as an excuse and spend the $300 on the Xbox game. We'll buy something that is not going to do anything, not give us an opportunity in life to push forward and gain, okay, gain, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not credibility, but, but, but gain so much self-worth. To sp- we'll spend it on something that will give us none of that because we'll make the excuse because we don't want to drive 30 minutes to where we could spend that money and gain so much self-worth and self-actualization. And, and that's just an example. Um, and we're going to talk more in depth and in detail about that next week. And I think the more we talk about it, um, I think folks will understand a little bit more what we're talking about where we'll walk away from an opportunity simply because there may be an obstacle on the way even though it's something we want to do and we'll go ahead and go after something else that literally gives us no self-actualization, no self-worth whatsoever and it just doesn't make any sense, right? So we'll talk about that for sure. All right, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new shows. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, be the best you. And hey, listen, put your whites back, wipe your machines down, and be kind to those around you. And and allow people the opportunity to get in there and work out just like you're doing. And uh, Joe, I think what I'm going to start doing, I have an idea. I have a stopwatch uh, somewhere around here. I think what's going to happen is from now on, I'm going to text you, and then I'm going to I'm going to hit the stopwatch, and I'm going to start timing you. Uh, and I'm going to come up with some data for our listeners to see how long it took you that entire week. Maybe we can figure out why. Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it's a couple hours. We're going to figure this whole thing out. 